When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is great to be with you in a fine balls McWednesday. To you and yours, hope it's going well. Feels like it should be the dead of winter and that we should be in comfy sweatshirts and sweatpants together hanging out, sipping on some whiskey, getting ready to watch football. That's what it feels like to me. Well, I donned the sweatshirt, but that was just to keep dry. This is one of those that's weatherproof, so it, the water just it wicks off, no problem. Yeah. I can't wear sweatshirts unless it is actually cold out. I can't do it. I can't. Well, this room also gets a little chilly. It does, but it's, you know, the rest of the day I'd be stuck in that damn thing, and I'd be like, it's 80 outside. What are we doing here? This is, I can't do it. Uh, but it did. I wanted to, to curl up and contemplate the remainder of the season while reading a good book is what today today screamed like, let's all just stay on the couch. Nobody goes anywhere. Well, there are some Can rainy. Can we agree to this? There are some rainy days. Yes, everybody must agree to it. Yeah. Where it's still light outside. It's dark out there today. It's dreary. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is. It is. It says, it screams, uh, let's not do anything. Let's not do work. Let's read. Let's better ourselves. Let's sip good coffee. Let's hang out. Also on the temperature control thing, I'm so glad to be back in a control room where it's cool. Because the one at the previous FM dial stop was 85 degrees by the time we got to the second hour of the show. And now that's no longer the case. And in the original building we were in on the FM dial, it was the other way. You would fry at 80 to 90 degrees and I would be cool as could be. I don't want to relive it. I don't like going through the nightmarish process of uh, thinking back into the recesses of my mind how every day with great anger I would sit across from you and note how comfortable, almost chilly, you looked on the other side of the glass. You're like, ooh, it's a little nippy in here. Better Better get a jacket on. And meanwhile, I am just profusely sweating. I could have been butt naked and I would have been sweating. It was so hot on the other side. Yeah, if we had thought about it when they first put that monstrosity divider in the studio, we should have put it the other way. That, well, we could have, have each had it so a that vent. The both of us had a vent. It's right. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flipped it. Yes. I, I, I had two. Yeah. You had two just freezing you out the joint. I had none. Burning ass. It was awful. I was furious the whole time. Okay, I don't know, Tom. I'm trending the wrong way this week. I think you know this. I don't like this game. I don't think we match up at all. I do think the only chance Florida State has is if this defensive line, which lost a key member, thanks to those sons of bitches at Louisville, which I'm still furious about, who, and that kid, 
Ugh! Anyhow, so losing Briggs infuriates me, and then I know that they're going to get worn down because they have to carry the team. The linebackers aren't any good. The secondary is uh, a mess. And so I just I worry about that. They do have a chance if they can get to him and get his eye level down. He's been beat up this year. I'm talking about Howell. Maybe, just maybe, you're in this thing. And, again, game pressure does weird things to heavy favorites. We found that out. I understand that. So maybe, just maybe, as prohibitive favorites, North Carolina looking to beat Florida State, a team they couldn't beat a year ago, and everybody under the sun did, and they couldn't. So the pressure is on them as 18-point favorites at home. Max never beat his alma mater, all of that. Get them thinking about it into the third quarter. Survive the first half. And I just worry about the whole surviving the first half thing because I don't know what – so, listen, you think about this. If North Carolina has decided, and they have for much of this year – Look, we, we, we leave in our corners. We've got athletic kids at corner. We've got really good athletes. We've recruited the position exceptionally well, and they have. And, and they say, you know what? Look at this film, and everybody who looks at Florida State's film will do exactly this. Looking at this film, these receivers are terrible. Not only are they terrible, they're so bad that Florida State's just decided to put running backs out here and throw to them because they don't trust their receivers to do much of anything. So, you know what, guys? Feel pretty good about it. A little press. Let's go up here and challenge their manhood and see if they can get off a press and get open in a timely fashion because Lord knows they can't block it up long enough for long-developing shot plays, really, uh, in, in, you know, on a consistent basis. Now, we do some things to trick you, trick you, trick you, trick you, get your eyes coming up, and then we throw the shot play later in the game. We're good at that. We will do that. We dial up two or three a game. Got to hit them. You hit one against Notre Dame. You hit one against Wake Forest. You've hit a couple where there were busts where you've set it up. But by and large, you know, you don't have a real good passer back there, and you don't block it up for long periods of time. So Carolina's like, look, man, we can kind of take away what we want to take away. We can kind of do whatever we want to do here. And I don't know, maybe these guys, and it's asking an awful lot, especially of freshmen, redshirt freshmen and the like, to to win those battles. But I would argue, Tom, even if they win those battles, you really do you really suspect that Jordan Travis is going to put it on him? I mean, he had a chance well, to throw an easy touchdown pass last week. In man coverage, and and if you're even, you're leaving, and he doesn't lead him, and he doesn't throw it to the proper side of the shoulder. He doesn't throw, well, it's not even close to him. So, you know. Well, if you look at North Carolina's pass rush rating, and this is according to the advanced metrics, it's not good. So that's one thing. You've got weakness against weakness happening here with North Carolina's line against Florida State's offensive line. And if we have the five that we envision starting the season out there on Saturday – Maybe there are a few plays out there that you have time and somebody comes open. I know that's a crazy concept in Tallahassee, the idea of a quarterback having time before delivering the football, but North Carolina is deficient in that part of the game. Now, you can bring extra pressure if you want to if you want to press up on the outside. That allows you to bring a fifth or a sixth guy, but we'll see. The path to this game being competitive all begins and ends with our front four against yeah. and that's where you started. But they've given them 13 sacks the last two weeks, has North Carolina. 13 to Duke and Georgia Tech. Yeah, I repeat, Duke and Georgia Tech. That's where this game can really get interesting. Because Sal, uh, Sam Howell, I want to call him Sal. Okay, fine. What's up, Sal? What's up, Sal? He's been affected by all the hits he's taken. He's taken his, eye, his internal clock, he leaves the pocket when there's no reason to leave it. The ghosts are there. The eyes come down. But if you don't remind him of that early 
and he gets it's comfortable, comfortable then he he's going to slice and dice us over the middle. Let me yeah. ask you a question. Well, everybody will slice and dice us over the middle. Uh, let me let me ask you a question. But he's uh, actually good at it. Like, right. bad quarterbacks yeah, will yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, we saw. Yeah. Uh, let, let me go through this. I'm looking at the numbers right now while we're on this game. It's supposed to rain all day. I, good. Good. Let it be a slop fest. Let it be a nightmare track. Let's just slow it down where everybody's slow. Now we're all slow. There has not been everybody's enough. Everybody's slow. Not enough wet ball drilling. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> the balls are wet. So let's get that going. Let's get this to be an ugly-ass game that our defensive front controls. And, you know, look, now, again, I don't know how well Jordan Travis throws a wet ball. I don't know how well Sam Howell throws a wet ball. It's a great mystery. We'll we see. rep it every Friday. That's what Mike said. We rep it every Friday. So. Well, I, you know, I have no doubt they're prepared for it. I just know how yeah. good they are at it. They could just leave the footballs outside they, as they're working in the IPF all week, and it'll be they plenty pre- soaked. They prepare a lot on special teams. just hasn't mattered much. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I'm saying that's, that's there's all true. of that. Yeah. But I do like that. Let's neutralize everything. Go ahead and get this thing just swampy where it's just crazy wet and it's just a, oh, look at this, balls everywhere. I don't know what to, oh, look at another fumble. We got it. How about that? What crazy turnover luck today. They fumbled three times inside their 20. Woohoo! Yeah, who knows? You turn it into a free-for-all where uh, the talent is neutralized by inclement weather. But it is, I'm looking at it, starting, I'm, I'm going all the way to Friday, Tom. Friday, 7 a.m., the heavens open up in Chapel Hill. It begins to rain, over 70% chance. Now, we, we don't trust weathermen around here. Very seldom do they get it right. We don't dislike or them. anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah no, it's not specifically it's not, here. It's not like a yeah, Tallahassee yeah. thing. No, it's just yeah, yeah. You know those people in Tallahassee, conspiracy theorists. They don't believe in the weather. They think the government controls it. No, so it's very unique to Tallahassee. So seven a.m. it starts to rain in Chapel Hill, and then it gets it gets just stays rainy all damn day, and then you get into Saturday at ten a.m. I'm starting on Friday. I want that field improperly drained, it, all of it. Then Saturday. 53% chance first thing in the morning. Ooh, 53? Yep, fi- just 53. I would, I would not have been concerned at 51, but 53? Yeah. Yeah, all right, yeah. the radar is yeah, up. Yeah, it's up. Now, what uh, What time are we kicking off again? 3.30. Oh, yeah, every week. 3.30 by 3.30, 1 p.m. Uh, it's better than 8 p.m. ACC Network. Thank uh, you very much. 55%, 58%, depending on where you're looking. I'm doing a lot of detailed forecast radar map seeking right now on the Jeff Cameron well, Show. Well, that's because we can't line up. And play it. That that's what you're saying. You're yeah, looking, you're oh, looking yeah, for yeah. the weather. Oh, I'm uh, come on, weather. That's where I'm at. That's how I begin today's show. Let's hope the weather's awful. Um, you know, it's it's. I just I laughed when I read the quote this week because I I get you. There's no right way to say this if you're a coach. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm quoting Mike Norvell. At the end of the day, as a receiver, that's what you want. When you get your one-on-ones, you have an opportunity to go. It gives big play opportunities. North Carolina has talented guys out there on the perimeter. But for us, well, I believe we have talented guys out there on the perimeter. (laughs) You do, do you? (laughs) You're going to deny the overwhelming evidence that has laid before you over the last uh, five games. They're there. It's in there. It's it's getting ready. It's we're gonna spring it on him this week. It's gonna happen. Uh, so he went on to say, "We have got to take advantage of those moments when they show up." 
You have to say that. All jokes aside, you have to say that. You do have some young kids that I think down the line are going to be pretty good players. It is a lot to ask of a redshirt freshman or a true freshman uh, to be a dominant player at wide receiver, unless they're of the transcendent variety. And I don't think we believe that Florida State has transcendent receivers on this roster. Uh, Zero. Uh, None. There are no guys that you look out there and go, oh, my. You know, there's, Peter Warwick's not walking through that door. So you, you don't see that right now with this group. Now maybe you have one in the form of Travis Hunter, both a DB and wide receiver, when he is here in Tallahassee next year. We'll see. Or maybe you get a couple of guys. Maybe you, maybe you find a transport, transfer portal guy who's better than Parchment. It's, it's possible. Who knows? But in the interim, they don't currently exist on this roster. But there are guys that will develop by the time they're juniors, I think, to being pretty good players. I, I think that's possible. Um, so you don't, you're not going to dog them when you get asked the question this week, but you know what's coming. And I, you know, as a coordinator, if you're Dillingham, the frustration is that, well, God, they're walking right into what we would normally want at Florida State University. You want to, you want to be a man and take on the athletes at Florida State University? You want it? Okay. But, but we're not that Florida State University. We are not that program currently, and we're not close to it. And it's tough because, you would love to walk into a game where you knew, based on formation, based on history, that they were going to challenge your athletes, especially if you were here at Florida State. You'd say, oh, my job's easy this week. You're just going to give us what I'm trying to scheme to begin with. Again, it's important to remind everybody, though, that th- these are not George's corners. This this group, if you're just looking at, at its coverage rating across the board, is bottom third in the country. So I get it. I know. We're, we're especially kind of deficient at the receiver position. We're a special group, Tom. I understand that. But if you're looking for a few plays, not, oh, all damn day, but you're looking for a few plays, yeah. this is this is the group you want to play against. I, yeah, sure. Um, you're going to get them. Can you win them? I don't – I haven't seen evidence to suggest we will. Here's the problem. Again, you you can – let's say you believe it. Let's say this is the week and, and, and they're buoyed by the victory and they have been infused with a form of confidence they didn't have prior because they got a win and all that hard work paid off, and that can happen. You can begin to have more confidence as you have success, and you can carry yourself with a bit more belief and, and, and have a, a sense of uh, accomplishment as you take the field knowing that you, you're capable because it, it panned out. That's all well and good. But do you trust that in those moments – You've got a quarterback on this roster that can put it on him. You know, and I, I don't. You know, I don't currently. And that's the other frustrating aspect is that it's twofold. It's not just that they got to win those one-on-ones, and they do, uh, but your quarterback's got to recognize it, have time to throw it, and then put it on him. Well, my hope is that he's healthy for 60 minutes because if he is, you can run on this defense as well at, at the quarterback position. Yeah, well, you got to run. If he's healthy, running him gives Florida State the best opportunity to win games. I think we all know that. And that's not a special question to ask. That you have to ask that every week. He could be fine, you know. He could be ushered in, looking one hundred percent healthy into the building. He yeah. gets off the bus. And you're like, man, all right. He looks fresh today. You still have to ask the question because we've got games on one hand that we can count. Maybe even well, three fingers gets, that he, we could count. Rarely gets through a game that he doesn't wince or come off limping at some point in the game. Like it's just every time he steps out there. And if you're on a sloppy track, yeah. I think that only increases the risk of something going wrong in that regard. Well, yeah, I mean, I never know. I never know what kind of hit it's going to be that gets him knocked out of a game. There are the innocuous hits that you see occasionally. You don't think it's anything, and you're like, oh, he, 
he's laboring. And then other times you see him get absolutely pulverized like twice this last game, yeah, and he pops right up and he's fine. Yep. So I, I never know what it is. I mean, it, it's hard to know when you're off. But injured. it's always something, yeah, and that's not a knock on him. Well, I think what we've clearly seen is that they have moved away from another injury you know, riddled, addled, if you will, player in Mackenzie Milton. Um, now, that's not to say Mackenzie doesn't get run either this game or later in the year because, as we've said all year long, it looks like we're going to need both for a variety of reasons, some good, some bad. Oh, please. Based upon the way the depth chart is shaken out every week, it's like the opposite. So I fully expect Mackenzie to have 80% of the snaps. <laughs> when they dropped Jordan off of the list as, a, as the co-starter, oh, it man. was Jordan's show and then McKen- like. It doesn't make any damn sense. Hey, settling on what is a sort of, uh, you know, I, I I hesitate to call it gimmicky. They go to the screen game, the quick game a lot, uh, and then off of that, uh, they, they can run some slants. They did the little slip play that they run there uh, for Keyshawn Helton. That was good to see you incorporate that now. That's not an ideal offense. It's, an, it's just a single element of their offense. It existed at Memphis as well, but it's just one element of a multifaceted offense when things are going well. But things are not going well here, so you have to play to your strengths or to what enables you to keep your quarterback upright and give you a fighting chance to attack a soft underbelly later in the game. So you go perimeter, 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 quick game, quick game, quick game. There is something that I like about that. Now, teams will just take that away at some point. They will say, okay, we're going to take that away. You can't do that to us. We're going to make you beat us in other ways. That's fine. Uh, make them do it. I mean, you gotta you got to have some sort of identity, and it does look like we discovered one. But there are plays off of that that we showed a little bit of competence with this last game. So I do I, – I hope you can continue to add to that because in and of itself it is – it's singular, it's ugly, uh, it, it is by teams with athletes easy to take away. But if you rep it enough and then you add some elements off of it, like that slip that we saw for the touchdown, one of the things that probably happens, probably just because of sheer repetition, is that your receivers and your tight ends, well, Cam McDonald, begin to block it up better because they're going to be asked to do it all the damn time, and it's death if you miss those blocks. It's just death. And when we see the quick game or the screen game, with teams that run it well almost always have a guy that when you run it back, you see is a dominant blocker at receiver. You know, you remember, I mean, just watching guys, and I'm not talking about when he was here, I'm talking about in the pros, Anquan Bolden got his hands on you, that's your ass. It's over, thanks for playing. I'm just going to go ahead and hold you here inside the numbers totally legally, and you can't do anything about it. We don't have such players currently on the roster. There are no Anquan Boldens in that way. But we have guys that are being asked to do it a lot in some big bodies who are getting more technically sound at it. I thought the receivers blocked better in this game. Not good, but better in this game because the whole game plan was contingent upon it. So if you do it enough, I think you rep it enough, and you do have big guys like Malik McLean and – Cam McDonald doing it, and I know Cam completely whiffed on the interception, but I bet he, bet he didn't do that again. So, you know, maybe just maybe you got something to play off of there. Well, yeah, you want to go – this offense has to go east and west before it can uh, go north and south. Yes, it does. It has to. Woo-hoo. But they've done an effective job of coming back to the concepts that they established in the first and second quarter – the last two weeks, like it's been they much run everything better. off of it. It's it's you're establishing it. It can be ugly. This is where your defense playing well in the first quarter is so important. So you don't get down by multiple scores and have to come out of what you're trying to do. Correct. Now the key this week to me, if he is healthy enough to do it, run the hell out of your quarterback. Yeah. You've got that's how you create new openings because now they're going to sit on those things in the perimeter like you're talking about. They're going to come up play press. They're going to challenge you. Okay. Well, what is going to take them out of them uh, wanting to do that? 
if Jordan Travis is healthy enough, how about him running the ball? How about mm-hmm. some speed option? How about some, you know, moving the pocket, rolling the pocket, and creating running opportunities and, and RPOs outside of the pocket for him? Things like that. Remember last year, he was all over the place. That's how we got to where we needed to go in the first half. It wasn't just the pick six by Kando, best play he ever made here. It was also Jordan making some throws, but he was on the run and he had them off balance. And now that we've put that out for two straight weeks that we go wide before we can go between the tackles, you're going to have to add something else to it, which I believe to be 13's legs should he be able to do it. Um, folks reminding us that, that it is turf there at UNC. I don't care. It, I, is. it, it, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter. If it's a deluge, I mean, it makes it hard. The track is difficult to get your footing on, and the ball is hard to hold on to, et cetera, and all that. It just becomes sort of a willy-nilly thing, and you do create the opportunity for real chaos, and I'm rooting for chaos. Chaos benefits the underdog. Uh, you, you don't want established status quo, player for player matchup in this situation. That's where I get a little bit more nervous for injury, though. Is like that turf sometimes can grab even though you're slipping. You know, it's just it's got the it's got that weird element and texture to it that's not the same as grass. Like if it's muddy, it's muddy. You're just gonna fall. But if it's this kind of stuff, that's where you know if you're talking about Jordan getting through 60 minutes, I, I worry about non-contact stuff more so on this kind of surface than I do grass. Thanks for your contribution, Gabriel. I'll uh, read this out loud because you did uh, pony up here and say hello. Not that everybody has to do so, but we certainly appreciate it. Rewatch the Syracuse game and wakes away less angry at uh, DBs and more at linebackers. The linebackers have zero communication on pass-offs or undercalls versus mesh. Uh, linebackers aren't good. And they don't communicate. I don't think the defense communicates well, period. It's still a stumbling block for this group. The back end struggles to communicate as well as uh, the linebackers. And the linebackers in coverage aren't good because you only have two players at the position that could really play at all. One of them is better in coverage than the other, obviously, because one of them is 255 pounds. So he's not going to cover people. But I would say that um, you know that's a group that's just it's going to be the bane of our existence for much, much of this year until you get better players in here. Well, another thing to pay attention to this week is Sam Howell is a capable runner, and they saw Syracuse film just like we watched the game live. I would think, especially if it's going to be a muddy, well, not muddy, but but a rainy, kind of sloppy circumstance on Saturday, that they might test us with Howell's legs a little bit because they already have those plays in their in their playbook. Tom, how good is your internet? Oh, my internet? Uh, it's, it's wicked fast at the Cameron household. How good is yours? Uh, even faster, sir. Well, you get the speed you need with our friends at Xfinity Internet, and I could go through and tell you the performance starter all the way up to the Extreme Pro, the gig, the blast, all of it. All I know is that you can accommodate whatever you need at your place. Oh, I have Tom a blast. I have. Yeah. I have a blast with my internet. Mm-hmm. You should, too. Come on, America. Yeah, you can do that. Also, uh, with their Wi-Fi hotspots, you can be anywhere if you have the Xfinity account and you just settle on in. You could be changing your oil, for example, Tom. Yep. Nobody likes to do that. You're sitting down getting your oil changed. You're like, what am I going to do here? I'm going to surf the web. That's what I'm going to do because I'm incapable of sitting with myself, my own thoughts. I've got to be distracted. But how do I get distracted? With good Wi-Fi, thanks to the hotspots from Xfinity. That's correct. And in home, I can tell you on Saturdays that as we're doing the post-game show, streaming video out over to the masses, the thousands and thousands that watch the Warchant.com post-game call-in show, I've got two screens. Or the pregame. Well, that's true. The pregame show. But this is my home, my home internet. We don't, I'm just saying the internet is so show. good yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. Right? Yeah, everywhere right. Xfinity <laughs> is, you've got great internet. But I've got two live games behind my, my uh, screen there yeah, so I can see what's going it. on in different markets. But I need good internet to be able to do all those things. Time was, not that long ago as a country, if you're trying to stream video out, you need to turn everything off in your house. Mm-hmm. Not so anymore with Xfinity. It's come a long way, this country, thanks to Xfinity. To get started, call 1-800-XFINITY, visit Xfinity.com, or drop into an Xfinity store today for more details. And, uh, yeah, that's good. That's an endorsement, but uh, we're, it's a ringing one. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV, continues in a moment. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV on a Bowlsmic Wednesday. And again, I hope you are doing well. This cracked me up. North Colorado Offensive Coordinator Max McCaffrey. Yes, I think there are 700 McCaffreys, and they all work in football, and they're all uber-talented in their own way. Was reprimanded for inadvertently hitting an opposing fan, Tom. When you just read that line, you're like, oh, that's awesome. So he hit a fan, but then you find out how it happened. He inadvertently hit a fan, an opposing fan, with a broken clipboard during a 40-7 to loss to Montana State. So they're taking an ass beat, and he's frustrated. Slams the clipboard down and disregards it, and it hits somebody in the face. Oh. Yeah, get you some of that. That's no good. <laughs> he is the eldest brother of Carolina Panthers and former Stanford running back Christian McCaffrey, if you're wondering. He broke that clipboard while on the sidelines, tossed it into the stands. It struck a Montana, fan, Montana State fan in the face. Good on the Montana State fan. Because I thought, oh, man, here it comes. We live in a litigious society. Ow! Ow! Suing! I'm going to sue you! No, no. The fan said, thanks for the apology. I appreciate it. I understand tempers happen. I just want the other half of the clipboard signed so I can have it. Oh, what a great answer. There you go. That is cool. There you go. Don't be an ass. You know he didn't mean to do it. So you remember the show contributor story. This Chris? is Boston College. My man. Boston College years and years ago when I was in school, and we could not stop the Boston College zone read to end the game. I believe we had a blackout that night, the, yeah. uh, the blackout <laughs> yeah. uniforms. Yes, the, and the kid was the slowest kid on the planet. <laughs> correct. Yes. Had, in NCAA football terms, he had 47 speed. It was unbelievable, and they just kept calling it. You're like, yes. oh, God, it's, time has passed, Mick. It's third and six, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this kid with 47 speed is able to get 10 yards. And by the second or third time it happened to convert a first down and ice the game away, he is so frustrated, he's calmed down in his uh, later years, that he threw a... a Show contributor Chris is now even keel. He's like a pothead. He's just yeah. he's totally calm. He is totally calm. Yeah. He threw a 20-ounce bottle of soda, yeah. and it hit the edge of the bleachers at Doe Campbell. <laughs> it shot off like a rocket, <laughs> spinning around because... <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. And it gets on a couple of people about five rows in front of him. I'm sure they're pleased. They well, they were so mad after a while that we had to get mad at them and say stand down. It was a like, total let accident. Let it go. It was it's a, a total. Like yeah. he was. I'm so sorry. You're, you're I'm a little so out sorry. On yourself. You got a little and the out guy on yourself. Is yelling at him, pointing at him. He's like, I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then he keeps going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know it, that moment where we we stop apologizing. We're like, oh, yep. no, is there gonna be a problem? Yeah, yeah. That's so. when I come in. I'm. Hey, whoa, hey, man. We've said he sorry apologized. three different ways to Sunday. Don't know how to do. Who else to do this? Yeah. It turned into an issue. But that's mostly because Boston College was converting on zone reads with a quarterback with <laughs> yeah, 47 Everybody speed. wants to fight each other yes. when that dude is converting on zone reads, running his 6 8 That's correct. Yeah, that's a toughie. 
That's a toughie. Just meandering, if you will, his way for 7 to 13 yards. The best part was it, it looked like a physics experiment because it did shoot off like a rocket. <laughs> You're like, whoa, no. Here's some Sprite for you. Enjoy. Hey, you know, in our youth, during losses, where games mean more than they should, we've all done things we regret. That is true of any real football fan, like diehard football fan of any team at any level. Particularly if you went to school here, you just, you, you know, it gets the best of you. You're not in your right mind. You probably weren't. Uh, I don't imagine that you hadn't enjoyed any spirits prior to the game. So you're not quite in your right mind. The frustration is overwhelming. You care so damn much. I remember those days. I re- and I do care, and I still occasionally feel the uh, the, the, the vitriolic sort of uh uh, the acidic, uh, uh, the poison rising up, where you're, where you're just like, yeah. I, I should not, should not care this much. I'm finding myself caring in a way that is unhealthy. Uh, I'm about to say things I don't mean. Uh, my kids are going to see me in a way I wish they hadn't. You know, like yeah, you get. But the difference is, as you get older. You deal with it better. You feel it coming on and you walk out. Or you stare off into the ether. You do something that just, maybe a breathing exercise. Maybe you think, you know, listen, I got it pretty good. I got it pretty good. I'm... I'm, I'm middle class, I've got a wife and kids, or in your case, a wife and two beautiful cats, and you're thinking to yourself, it's all right, everything's good here, I don't need, this is a nice home, I don't need to flip out, I, I, don't, I don't have to do that, I'm just going to calm the hell Man, down, this team's just not very good. I had no idea that I'd ever be converted to being a cat person, but the one thing about us in that situation is we were 19 going on 29, right. because we hated the student body that we went to games with, so much so mm, that yeah. we paid for the student season tickets, which are visiting sideline, 50-yard line, yeah. way up, and it was like 215 bucks for the year. So they gave us a discount because we were students. And there was nobody around us. That was the thing. He chucked it. There were bleachers for days, but it just had enough projectile to it that it could get down the five or six rows necessary. Like We took the precautions to not be in a position where we're just going to be angry at kids throwing up the X or shouting Drew Weatherford is clearly the better quarterback and then them fighting and puking on each other for three <laughs> hours. Because that was my existence. I don't even want to know what the student section is like now. Oh, no, this guy here has got it right. Eric writes uh, on the chat, I'm just numb to it now. I say, hey, our stadium looks so nice on the outside. That's Eric, that's smart. That's smart. That's what you do right there, buddy. I don't disagree with that. you got to find the... Uh, you know, I occasionally, Tom, I'll be like, okay, I'm watching it, you know, and I, I get to that place where I'm like, okay, that's that's where we're at. You all have heard me talk about this. I do that. I just repeat, okay. So that's what we're doing out here today. That's what, Like when, when Jason Corbin fumbled the ball after we had the oh, interception, that one, that one was the first one to feel like a bit of a – a knife in the in the gut, just a little get you some. That was like, true heartbreak. That because I love that kid. Yep. And I'm yep. like, you at two brute. Well, how have you done this? That's to me? what the coaches said. They said, get the hell off my field. Well, that's ridiculous. They should have done that. Correct. Should have mended the wound by giving him the ball immediately following that. But nonetheless, when that happened, I was like, I I immediately went to the okay, all right. That's what we are. That's yeah. what, what, that's they're going to score do. now, aren't they? Yeah, that's Even though they got to go 60 yards, they're okay. going to score. Yeah, no, I just realized what had happened there. I was like, mm, all right, there we are. That's where we're at. But that's better than flipping out. And then even in the midst of that moment, even in the midst of that disappointment, I think, man, 
Wasn't that awesome that day that Tom and I were driving on the 405 in Los Angeles with that kick-ass rental, and we were listening to Petty, and we had the windows down, and the sun was setting, and we were going to the LAX airport to fly out after winning a national championship, and we were going to belly up to that bar and hang out and flaunt our national championship Florida State gear in front of all the other sad sap Auburn fans who has also had to get on a flight and fly back across, across the country the same way we are, only we're going to be drunkenly celebrating that flight while they're going to be drowning their sorrows that was a good time what a great day that was that's what i do yeah that was chicken soup for the soul and we weren't sick our soul no, wasn't sick it was it was full that one lady at the tiki bar saying it was past interference for like a half an hour straight and not to us just saying just it. say it out loud like yeah. trying to convince herself there's, there's no way it was it was no way there's yeah. past interference on yeah. rashad green like yo okay you keep telling yourself yeah, that you go ahead that's a coping that mechanism that's fine i didn't interrupt her i didn't want to get into that argument i'm like oh honey you know better than that come on sweet cheeks you know think, you know damn well that was interference the thing that happens is as we get older I think we get more mad about details than we do actual ridiculous. I just blew past that. Yeah, I, knows that yeah. I, I, I let you do it. Too, we get like, mad yeah. at details more than we do like big time plays. For example, special teams. If you screw up on special teams, something obvious like don't catch the ball, mm, that will drive me nuts. Yeah, well, especially the when the Sean- game is over. The game is over if you catch the ball. Right. This right. is crazy. Can I say this before we get a break? So. I'm watching intently, as we all do, especially you and I, because we're going to have to talk about this game. We're going to have to note the big moments, the momentum shifts, or if you don't want to call it momentum, whatever, the game situations in which uh, something flips in terms of field position or opportunity or whatever it might be, right? Before the punt, we've done this our whole career, you and I, together. We've always recognized when there was a moment. Yes, I know, old fumble hands over there who Jimbo would always put back there. Rashad Green can't catch a damn punt to save his life. And Clemson 2012. Yeah, and I told you it was going to happen. That's right. And yep. so anyhow. Right before halftime. I'm like, here, here it comes. Yeah. Watch this. And we still beat their ass. I know, but it was like you could sense it. You could just feel it. I've always had a sense yep. of these things. And I'm telling you. We had come all the way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just oh, don't man. drop it. All you got to do is not drop the ball. He's going to drop the ball, Tom. Watch this. Don't drop it. Oh, you watch. It was like He's at our 10-yard line, yeah, too. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was Run coming. Run away. Yeah. And there it is. We've got it. Carolina, I mean, excuse me, Carolina, I'm thinking of this week's opponent. We're sitting there. They're about to punt. Syracuse about to punt. And I, I'm watching it, and I said out loud, all he's got to do is catch it. Just catch because I knew, I sensed this. Yeah, this yeah. game is over. Mm-hmm. Syracuse is about to lay down. They're a beaten dog. They're done. And he, I'm, just catch the ball. You're going to have the ball at midfield. You're going to be probably go down and score because Syracuse's defense is tired. We've gotten consecutive stops. We're about to make this a three-score game, and you can suck it. It's over. And it's about to be a runaway. And then he drops it. And I'm like, God, why do we make football look so hard? Or we get three first downs punted and, you know, three minutes are off the clock, and, and that's fine. Yeah, the other skill that we have in football for that actually happened on Sunday night. It hasn't happened recently a whole bunch. But when Ryan Suckup is lining up for a 39-yard field goal at uh, Foxborough, I said to Jamie. He's going to make that. No, I said, that looks really far away. I don't know what that is about that 39. <laughs> it distant. That looks pretty far. Yeah, that's right look, down babe, the does that look baby. far away for 39? She's like, yeah, that kind of, it looks more like 49. Weather conditions and, then and he, what was on the line. And he missed it. And she's like, she started laughing. She's like, I don't know how you do this. Well, we've had a lot of bad kickers. But it was the same thing as the end of the Giants game where yeah. Bruce wanted it. Oh. They took the delay a game oh. because. Oh, you want to back it up. <laughs> Matt Gay is better from greater distances. Yeah, it it yeah. creates a better angle he, for him. He didn't understand physics, right? That's right. But we knew it. Even though that was considered by NFL standards a chip shot at the end of the game, everything about the way that camera set up here is like, something ain't right. 
something ain't right. This ball can't go between those things. But, it's going but the, outside. But the suck-up kick that gave us the lead felt very good, and I knew that he was going to make that. Yeah, I felt pretty good about that, Oh, too. no, no, no. He's going to make that. Man. There are some angles, though, where you're just like, something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but this camera is capturing subtext that we just can't explain. Here comes a miss. Well, I think that every time Fitzgerald takes the field. I'm like, something about the angle, oh. or maybe the kid. Something about this kick tells me it's not going through. Is it the multiple missed extra points? Is it the missed 33? I can't tell what it is. It could be the angle. I'm not real sure. All right. Well, how about <laughs> it's a uh, 31-28 ball game. We're trailing. Oh, what are you doing? 11 seconds to go. Okay, so I'll take this scenario because it's 31-28 to in the fourth yep, quarter yep. against Carolina on the road. All right. Uh, there's been seven turnovers, a lot of short field scores. Okay. All right. Yeah. We got a 47-yarder with Ooh. 11 seconds to oh, go. Oh, no, Tom. No, 47. That's excessive. Wait a minute. Yeah. He will make kicks to tie games now. I feel okay about him in that situation. I don't. Uh, you if want, he's got a 34-yarder with a one-point game, I don't I don't feel good. You know, we're trailing by one 34-yarder to win the game. But it's a win or loss kick, not a not, not a, a tie game, not, yes, not a go to right. overtime game, right? Not a, yeah. But you give me forty seven from the right hash to tie the ball game. All right, I, I don't He's like. I don't it. like any scenario where that's what we need to keep the game going. I don't. I don't want. I do because that means we've had three hours of good football. Now we had that scenario in the Notre Dame game, and you know, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't want that. We're not. Well, he tied the game from distance. No, but then he missed when we needed him to make right. in the right. overtime. He walked off this week. We're getting there. He's got the ties down, well, and he's right, one right. for this, two in the winning department this is or the not, lead department. This is not the week to get on him, although that, – and that was a bad snap on the extra point. I will say that. His timing got thrown off, although you could kick it backwards and make those things. Yeah. But, I mean, from there. But, uh, anyhow, you know, that's – and, of course, that's coming from a guy who kicked extra points in peewee football, Tom, just so you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a legacy. <laughs> It's the Jeff Cameron Show on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. That's, that's quality. There we go. Uh, Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Get your lazy butt to Orange Theory Fitness. You know you need to. Let's work off some of that weight, people. It's the heavy season. It's the heavy season. I'm not immune to it either, man. I get loose on the heavy season. Uh, It's just a good time. It is. You got all this football and the food just keeps coming and you got beers and it's cold and all of a sudden the games are good and you get carried away. And the next thing you know, you're like, God, I probably gained seven pounds tonight. But Orange Theory Fitness is waiting upon you. Come on in. Let's run our silly asses ragged. Let's do some heavy lifting on the weight floor. Let's get to rowing and running and getting that weight off so we can do it again next Saturday. That's how you got to do. Well, you know what That's key, how you got to roll. The key sequence is the happy hour on Friday. Oh, and how long does the happy hour go? It can go long. That's right. It can. <laughs> it can get away from And you. as it parlays into Saturday morning. Because yeah. if the happy hour on Friday takes away the activity on Saturday morning, now you're in trouble. Now you're well, on the road. That's how it happens, man. That's yep. how it happens. It's a one-two combo that everybody's uh, accustomed to. Because it's what the heavy season does. It sets you up with that jab, and then bam! Straight right. Oh, well, looks like Monday. Looks like Monday for yeah. me to get it together. So for the home games, when you guys are doing uh, in front of the camera work for the Warchan Happy Hour mm-hmm. at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill on 2475 Great place to be. Appalachian Parkway. Yeah, I needed to go to Orange Theory Fitness that morning yeah. to yep. make sure I handled my business 
before taking it to CP that afternoon. Because even if I'm undoing something, I'm just undoing the the good, and I'm getting back even. I'm not adding to the bad. That's correct. Yes. But you all, or you go first thing in the morning on Saturday if you can get. Oh, it. that ain't happening. What are we talking about? It's all football right. season, right. Tom. Well, that is not hey, happening. Before a couple no. of pregame shows this year, I was up at five thirty well, doing good. some stuff. You're a warrior. Uh, there's no but chance that's happening for me. It's a five o'clock show for home game, so we'll be back at it in a couple weeks' time. Mm. But the over under I set for myself is seven thirty or seven thirty five. Like, will I be here past seven thirty? Oh, or will I, will I be? Yes, because yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. hang around and at least have a few beers. Well, my dad comes into town and he wants to have a cold one with everybody and say hello and talk football. Man, it's the heavy season. It's football season. Yeah, I know. You can't deny yourself these simple pleasures, but that's what Orange Theory Fitness is for, so that you can engage in the simple pleasures, but make sure you're keeping it on the straight and narrow. So that's what I'm saying. OrangeTheoryFitness.com or give them a call. There's two places locally, so you got a lot of options. The next time we're here for a game, which mm. is uh, a couple weeks now. A couple weeks is UMass. Yeah, UMass rolling he, into your town. Your dad's not rolling in for UMass, is he? No, he called it a day on that one. He's, okay. gonna, he's actually going out to Utah. Utah for UMass. He's going out to the mountains with his family. With uh, well, not me because I got to work. But yeah. All right, then it's a roadie at Clemson. Then we're back. There's a chance right there. NC State Friday. We got to have the Guinness. We hadn't. We did not have a Guinness together this season. We That's still have crazy not. That we haven't done that. We have been there. We've we had, had three opportunities. We had good porters though. Yes, that's right. We had some good porters. But we do need. That's the customer. Even if it's the first one. That's true. Got to have All that Guinness. Right. Well, we, we've just been disjointed. It's just been a different kind of year, you know. I mean, we were, we were late getting signed, you know, all that stuff. The lawyers arguing with each other was crazy, trying to get our stuff in a row. That's your lawyer, man. That is my lawyer, yeah. And so all of that, hey, hey, everybody's, you know, you got a lawyer up. So we, we were doing our things and worried about contracts. And anyhow, it happened. It worked out. And I'm thankful to Gene and the fine folks at Warchan and 93.3 Real Talk Radio and SiriusXM and everybody else I work for, College Sportsbook. But there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, you want to know how long the lawyers took for Jeff? Uh, take a look at my start date with the company and then compare it to when we debuted the show. That, that'll tell you how long <laughs> the lawyers went at it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, I, I wanted to – Jonathan Vilma – had something interesting to say. I've done shows with Jonathan Vilma before. I know he's an ex-Kane, but I like him. He's probably one of my favorite ex-Kanes. Um, and, and he was obviously a damn good football player. But he had some interesting things to say about Urban. I'll get to it momentarily. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Ah, a little Jayhawks for you on a rainy Wednesday will soothe the soul. You know, Jayhawks are the answer to a question that um, now when we talk about bands and and all-time great bands, um, on average, certainly not true of everybody, I believe bands. Now, singer-songwriters, it can be different, and this is a more nuanced, long-form sort of podcast conversation. But bands, on the whole, typically have, again, there are outliers, four good records in them. And it starts getting a little dicey. You might, Up to four. You get four really, like, all-time great records. If you're a great band, if you're one of the all-time best bands, probably got about four really good records in you. Now, some, to beat the band, shock all, and produce ten great records. That's very rare, very rare. You might get six, even six. You're like, oh, my God, six great albums? Bravo, bravo. 
But then there's the rare band that does produce, say, four really good records, and creatively they become stagnant. They fall to pieces. They suddenly don't like each other. You get the announcement that there are creative differences, and they're going to go their own way. And then maybe, maybe, like in the case of Uncle Tupelo, you get a, a Wilco and a Sunvolt. Hey, there you go. All of a sudden, two new bands from the same old band, and both have made multiple great records. So you're like, oh, okay, good, good. It worked out great. But they couldn't do it again together, right? Jayhawks did that, broke up, started doing some solo stuff, came back together, and then made a great record 15 years after their last good one. That is a rarefied error, my friend. It's the wrong bird. They should be called the Phoenixes. <laughs> Very well done. That's good, buddy. That's good. But, yeah, that's true. Not as good as that Jayhawks album after no, 15 it, years. It's crazy. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. They reunite. Make a, everybody's like, oh, my God, this is actually good. I thought it was going to suck. And it's great. And you're sitting there like you keep waiting for the other shooter driver. Like, okay, those first three songs were good. Those were solid. I bet song four, it all goes south. Here we go. Here's song four. Let's go. Starting off well. This, it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're four for four. Next thing you know, you're six songs in. And, by the way, Seven through ten, it doesn't matter at this point. You gave me six new great songs. To, I mean, okay. Yeah. So I was wondering, what's your cutoff? Like, how many songs have to be? Ooh, that's another good one. In order for you to graduate an album up a class, up a class from uh, average to this is a good record to this is a really good record to this is an all timer. Yeah, twelve yeah. songs. Let's go. Twelve songs is the baseline. If you're gonna give me fifty percent of the songs are really good songs. I'll get you to good. It's a good record. You know, it's a good record. You get me to eight out of the twelve. That's a really good record. And then if you get if you've got a start to finish album that is just fantastic. I mean, well then there it is. That's it. You, you can't. Very rarely does that happen. I didn't get into the Jonathan Vilma stuff. I will this next hour. Makes me want to spend money at that uh, record store with the mean guy. Thousand dollars <laughs> coming up. <laughs> oh, we got we got a prize thing giving away here. It's happening right now. Jeff Cameron, show hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with. Me.